0: Welcome to Who New. We are fans of the current series of Doctor Who, and here we discuss our likes, dislikes, and insights into the modern regeneration of the show. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Podcast. All our episodes are on whonupodcast.com. You can leave comments there or email us at Podcast at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram and Twitter account. Tweet at us at Podcast and find us on Facebook. Hi, welcome to Day of the Doctor, part two. If you haven't listened to our Day of the Doctor, part one episode, Stop listening now. Go download that episode so you can be caught up to where we are in what transpired in the Day of the Doctor 50th anniversary special. One good thing about this is that we had so many things to discuss and bring up that uh, splitting it into two episodes wasn't such a bad idea. One thing I also enjoyed about this is that we remember where we were in 2013 when the 50th anniversary came out. I don't know if you can remember that far it just seems like the past two years have been a blur but uh, these things are are kind of milestones in the, the time of doctor who and it was a great time to be a doctor who fan a whovian at this time so i hope you uh can remember where you were and you can share the enthusiasm we have over this day of the doctor special So here we go into part two of Day of the Doctor, and we will bring you up to speed with where we are in the plot in a timey-wimey kind of way.
1: All right, here we go. The Doctor and Clara are taken to London's National Gallery by Kate Stewart. There has been a disturbance in the Under Gallery, housing great threats to England, which Queen Elizabeth I made the Doctor curator of. They are shown a 3D Time Lord painting of the last day of the Time War. The Doctor had stolen the moment, a weapon of mass destruction so complex that it had gained sentience and taken it to a shed in a deserted part of Gallifrey. While trying to use the device to destroy all the Daleks and Gallifreyans, a woman shows up asking what he is doing. The Doctor comes to realize that this woman is the moment, in a form chosen from his past or future. When she calls him Doctor, he tells her not to do that. He has lost the right to be called the Doctor. The moment says he'll face consequences if he ends the war this way. Gallifrey will burn, but he will survive. She prophesies that one terrible night he will count the number of Gallifreyan children that he has killed today. To show him what this will turn him into, she opens a time fissure to his future and out pops an unexpected fez. In England, 1562, the 10th Doctor enjoys a quiet picnic with Elizabeth I when his horse shapeshifts into a big rubbery Zygon. Soon there are two queens, each claiming to be the real Elizabeth. As they argue, a time fissure opens, startling the Doctor and out pops an unexpected fez.
2: I'm qualified to teach about Marcus Aurelius because I met him once.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Explain. I was like, yes, Explain. (laughs)
3: Entering the undergallery, the doctor can't resist popping on a fez, and Kate shows them more 3D paintings that have had their glass broken from the inside. The figures in the painting have disappeared. At that moment, the time fissure opens. Vaguely remembering this, he takes the fez and flings it into the fissure. Crying "Geronimo!" he jumps into it himself. Back in Elizabeth England, the 10th doctor is picking up the fez when the eleventh doctor pops out to test whether they can return to London through the fissure. Eleven tosses the fez into the fissure. But Clara reports that nothing has come through on her side. Suddenly, a man jumps out of the fissure and asks if anyone has lost a fez. Recognizing him as the doctor during the time war, they both react with surprise and apprehension. The war doctor says he's looking for the doctor and cannot believe that they are him. The three doctors are arrested and taken to the tower. Which Eleven is very happy about Clara and Kate can hear him. Kate remarks that he's very clever, and they go to Kate's office, the Tower of London. In the cell, Eleven picks up a nail and starts on a stone column. And Ten wonders why they're all here. He says that the War Doctor knew they would be here, so who's doing all this? The moment is visible to the War Doctor and signals him not to
4: reveal what is happening. (laughs) The Witch of the Well. He means you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) How do I have to be the witch?
4: (laughs) Who's on
1: first? Who's on first? I I didn't even think about that. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In the present, Kate orders the cell to be searched for a group of numbers from around 1550. She and Clara go to the Black Archive, which is a section of the tower so secure that not even the TARDIS can get in. In the cell, a unit worker photographs the code that Eleven carved into the column and sends it to Kate's phone. The code is for a vortex manipulator that can be used to find the doctor, but Kate, it turns out, is a Zygon in disguise. Clara grabs the manipulator, enters the code, and zaps out of the archive.
2: Heather, Heather, Heather! 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 just reading a phrase off Google.
0: Let's uh let's switch. Heather, go ahead. Well and look I
2: accidentally it. clicked it away. It's gone. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you
0: reverse the reverse of the play. <laughs>
3: As Eleven crashes the code into the column. The war doctor speculates that a sonic could disintegrate the wooden door, but he and Eleven realize the calculations would take centuries. The moment tells the war doctor that this is all history for them. He asks them if they have ever counted the number of children on Gallifrey that day. Eleven angrily says that he doesn't know. What would be the point? Ten immediately says 2.47 billion. Livid, Ten yells at Eleven that he can't believe that all it takes is 400 years for him to forget. The moment tells the war doctor that this is what he becomes if he destroys Gallifrey: the man who regrets and the man who forgets. And cryptically she says, "It's the same screwdriver, same software, different case." Looking at the sonic, the war doctor realizes that 400 years would be enough time for the sonic to make the calculations to disintegrate the door. He quickly scans the door. Catching on, Ten studies his sonic calculations in progress. Eleven checks his, and the calculations are complete. The moment says, "Same software, different face. 11 marks, how clever they are, and Clark in the room. The door was unlocked. The queen enters and explains that her dastardly plan. The Zygon's world burned in the time work, and they need a new home. Using a crystal stasis cube, the Zygons are embedding themselves in time Lord art, where they will wait until the earth is more interesting. The queen is revealed to be the real Elizabeth. She has 10 TARDIS, and he has a promise to keep. And just like that, they are married. 10 promises Elizabeth that he will be right back, and everyone enters the TARDIS. They try to head for the Black Archive.
0: Okay, so yes, today's episode is the day of the Doctor, Granddad Sanshu's chinny. Hi, this is Eugene. Let's introduce ourselves. Hey,
5: it's Heather. Hi, everyone. It's Kelsey.
6: Hello, this is Auburn. Hello, this is Frank.
7: Hi, this is Brian. And I'm Josh.
0: (laughs) The doctor and Clara. Oh, go ahead. I was just
6: going to say, we're going to edit and put Josh's first.
7: (laughs) 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 Give me a whiff.
0: The real Kate and crew confront their duplicates in the archive. Real Kate starts the auto-destruct sequence. The doctor communicates from the TARDIS that this is a mistake and something that she will never be able to live with. Kate cuts off the transmission. Since the TARDIS can't land in the Archive, the War Doctor gets an idea to use the crystal stasis cube. Eleven calls McGillop back when he was at the National Archive, telling him to move the Gallifrey Falls painting to the Black Archive. In the Archive, each time the duplicate Kate tries to stop the auto-destruct, the real Kate reactivates it. The Doctors break out of the painting and admonish the Kates. Then they wipe everyone's mind from knowing whether they are human or Zygon, allowing for the perfect negotiation process. Clara talks to the war doctor, telling him that her doctor regrets the decision and would change it if he could. He tells Clara that it's time he grew up. He says that the moment has come and vanishes. I like that little quiet moment between Clara and the war doctor. It's very nice. Yeah, a quiet time of characters talking. Usually it slows things down, but I, I welcomed it in this case because I think because we, we are getting to know who the War Doctor is.
4: Well, this is the War Doctor's character moment, yeah. X, Apex. This is where he may you know, he's yeah. like, I've seen all that I can see. Really nice.
2: And it's interesting. The War Doctor is the only Doctor who doesn't have a companion.
4: Yeah. Because he's not the Doctor. You know, it's like, that's, yeah. I, and I mean that in like, he is so different from everybody else.
6: I think in this episode, ten and eleven are the war doctor's companions. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good one. So he is right when he goes and he meets them, and he's like, Oh, you're the companions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they get younger all the time. <laughs> but they're older than he is. Yeah. I, l- I like at the end of that. I'm sorry, going back to that particular interaction at the end, he's like, Am I having a midlife crisis?
2: <laughs> Age doesn't equal maturity.
0: Okay. Oh, and before this, when they get into the TARDIS, it glitches because there's three doctors in the console <laughs> room. And so we get the round things back. And he's like, What are they? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> But I
7: they like it.
0: The and then when uh, the tenth Doctor sees the new interior of the TARDIS of the eleventh Doctor, he says, "You've changed. or you redecorated?" I don't like it, <laughs> which again references for me in this modern Who, it's um, the fifth Doctor seeing the, I guess, the ninth Doctor's TARDIS with the tenth Doctor saying, "You've you read you you changed the wallpaper. I don't like it." From that uh, time crash is what that was. Mm-hmm. You know, the Another morning- Stephen Martin. yeah. Sorry, the more what? we
2: talk about this episode, the more I realize it's just them, like, trolling all the fanboys who yeah. said all this crap on the <laughs> internet. And it's like, I feel like they've referenced things like that at least 14 times already in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there's kitchen now. Oh, I don't like the redesign. Oh, uh, what are you about? They get to, younger. Why are you so young? Like, <laughs> they've really touched on all the controversial points and kind of made fun of. I mean, not in a... a An angry, aggressive way, but it's like tongue-in-cheek.
7: Yeah, yeah. And they managed to do it um, weaving it through a really good story, a really Mm -hmm. good plot, whereas usually when there's an episode of any show that fanboys out, it, that the story falls flat but um the one thing about this episode that i really like but didn't like when i originally watched it is you didn't really know where it was going so you didn't know it was good um at least that, i remember thinking that like i, I probably seen this a few times not many but um and the more i watch it the more i see how well it's crafted but if you don't know where it's going you you flat out don't even know where it's going so it seems like it's not going anywhere and then when it wraps up yes it 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 congeals nicely, but you can't really remember everything that happened to to, to kind of like reflect upon it because so much happens. Um, so it's it's a weird episode in that regard. It's better than you think it is when you first watch. So I well, I know my vote's gonna be at the end. Okay, <laughs> no,
2: I, I think that's why it wasn't insta love for me. But it, yeah, that's why I think I appreciate it so much yeah. more yeah. now. Yeah,
1: because
7: I I, yeah. I didn't like this episode. It's not that I didn't like it. I just didn't like it as much as it's likable <laughs> uh,
4: when I first watched it. And the more I watch it, the more I like it. It's just that the B plot there really isn't one, and then it drops out, and you don't care. Yeah. Well, we get no but, resolution. And well we do eventually and we wish we never did. Um you'll understand that in the future. Um, but it's like all of us we just leave them negotiating. Yeah. Right? And but you know, they you, make a comment you... like, Isn't that great? These people are actually negotiating. That's fantastic. Yeah. Not
2: now. I mean we have to assume that it's it went well. So. Yes. So and,
4: and and for me, that's enough. I don't need any more of them. Yeah. I want to go back time, to those three doctors.
7: A lot of, I mean, speaking for myself, at least earlier on when I used to watch this show, you, you kind of, it's an action adventure show. So you kind of just expect to be led along with action and adventure. And when the, the plot, the actual plot of the story itself is very heady and emotional, um, if you don't realize that at first, you, you end, I, I end up being let down because I was like, well, what about this? Well, what about that? Oh, that, that kind of felt flat. When really, it's so layered the show it's, it's easy to miss the, the, the main point I can see that that's all
8: I did like the moment between Clara and the war doctor because she realizes that he hasn't done it yet and it's like, how do you know? Your eyes, you're a lot younger, yeah. you know, even though he looks older than the other two. So it's like you're a lot younger. And probably back to River when she first, when the doctor first meets River going, you're really young, wait a minute. <laughs> because she's thinking more of future doctors that she knows. Mm-hmm. So I just mm-hmm. like that, that they both can see, I guess, the soul and what they've gone through in through the yeah. eyes.
0: then even before that it's total fan service of the slow motion shots of the three doctors (laughs) escaping the painting i don't care i love it it's it's so welcomed in that moment it's like i was waiting for this and the big score yeah (laughs) and then showing them in the the time war was cool (laughs) yeah i really enjoyed having all three of them in there
4: i like how they use their sonics Yeah. Because they make a big deal that the Sonic's not a weapon. When all three of them are holding out, they've got that like wavy things coming out. So I always read that as Sonic waves just pushing the Dalek out of the painting. Mm -hmm. They're not blowing the Dalek up. It's the Dalek going through the painting that destroys it. So it's like, it isn't a weapon. We're just using it because sound can push things.
0: I also like that you don't see the front of them. It's mostly the back. I enjoyed that.
5: The
8: Clara entrance seemed odd. The Clara was in the painting
5: when she like pulls herself out.
8: But didn't oh. that hand seem like it was from somebody else? Yes. Yeah, well, I think it's
0: just, it's the angle.
8: Yeah, it just seemed yeah. weird. Maybe it was 3D. Mm. Maybe that's something <laughs> like
0: that.
4: that they did for 3D. That other yeah. one was just a stage hand holding it up and they just didn't.
0: Yeah, they, they, they got a hand model. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great if all three of them tried to get out, but they were stuck. They're like, hey, well.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Missed opportunity.
0: They're like, no, I move. I move, no, you move, no, we're all moving together. We're all, it's not working. They start
7: poking <laughs> each other's eyes like the two yeah.
4: stooges. Just...
0: <laughs> we're confusing the painting.
4: <laughs> Back at the shed, the War Doctor stands in front of a big red button. Press it, and no more Time Lords, no more Daleks. The moment says that he has seen the men he will become, and he says that they are extraordinary, and they are the Doctor. He is just there to light the flame. Before he pushes the button, Two Tardises appear, and Ten and Eleven emerge. They admit that the War Doctor was the Doctor more than anyone else, and they decide that all three of them will press the button, because there is no other way. Clara reminds Eleven to be a Doctor, and he declares that he has changed his mind. Things are different, because now there is three of them. They come up with a plan to destroy the Daleks while putting Gallifrey in stasis instead of blowing it up. They maneuver their three Tardises into low orbit around the planet, and are joined by other Tardises, until there are twelve in total. No! 13 Tardises and Doctors. And with a Geronimo, Alonzi, and a Gallifrey stands, they flip the switch. After huge explosions, the Daleks are destroyed and Gallifrey is gone.
0: And another yeah. moment. Another <laughs> moment that is so welcomed. <laughs> I'm like,
4: I love just, it, I love it, I love it.
0: It's just so cool that you hear the, the first Doctor is like, Doctor to the War Council. And then you just see the footage of every Doctor after that. That's just, I loved it. He's like, oh, my nightmare.
2: And then you see the eyes of the 13th chapter, or the 12th doctor, sorry. 12th doctor, yeah. But I just remember that shot of his eyes being all over the internet. Like, (laughs) 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 Like, it was very, very exciting at the time.
1: Yeah.
0: So, so, uh, I don't know if this is going to be controversial, um, but this sort of changes what happened because they save Gallifrey, but then they destroy the Daleks where before the time war stuck both as our understanding was I mean it ripped the Galfreyans and the Daleks out of time so then you can still have Daleks that have done stuff but then now they start disappearing from all of time so they could do something in the future because of time travel and still have that but then now they're just destroying themselves so that changes things a little bit for me but it's something I just I try not to think about because the original idea is that you took away both the Time Lords and the Daleks. So then the adventures that the Daleks and the that the Doctor had with the Daleks previous to the Time War like um with the 5th Doctor in 1985 that still happened but then they got plucked out of time so you can remember that but but not have any other memories of the Daleks like in sort of like in history. Yeah, so to then now not suck them out of time and to kill the Daleks, that sort of changes things because there are things like the cult of Skaro, which is a a group of Daleks that escaped the Time War. So that one I'm okay with. Anyway, it's just a very deep dive nerd thing about this that I I, I thought of while watching this uh this past week.
2: That must be why I didn't think of it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm not aware.
7: Uh, isn't the end of this? Basically saying that the war doctor, when he regenerates, will remember it differently than what actually happened. So no. we were told of yes. the Time War may not have been what actually happened. It's what right. the doctor is just remembering because he's remembering yeah. incorrectly.
0: So I'm not there, arguing so, that. I'm I'm arguing the physics of destroying the Daleks rather than taking them out of time.
7: But what I'm saying, right? But what I'm saying is maybe it just was put in his memory he thought that's what happened to the dollar yeah. but in reality
0: not but but i'm i'm going so far as how we explained it to ourselves as a podcast before we sure. reached up to this point that was like okay i can see how that works now it's like changed a little bit anyway sure.
8: theoretically yeah
6: <laughs> <laughs> i i do like the emotions of you know anytime you get somebody that wants to make a decision and then you have support come in from family or friends in this case it's himself you know and i think that's really moving to like Mm -hmm. because we have had seven seasons of the time war being this singular event that shaped our doctor our doctors um so now seeing them all most of them come back together again to support this person that they chose to forget like that's just that's just very moving
4: mm-hmm. the the scene of the scene of uh the moment saying you know the tardis sound that wheezing yes it's like uh, ah, that that sound always brings hope well i'd like to think it does i think it brings hope to anybody who listens to it and you just start hearing the wheezing and it's like, oh,
2: man, that TARDIS is bringing hope. Oh,
4: it's so well done. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so 10 and 11 st- still remember a time war? Mm-hmm. Or still remember... Mm-hmm. Um...
4: N- none of what they did changed in their episodes.
6: But I think 11 at the end of this will know that it was... He'll know the truth, right? 11
8: does. These are the, at this point, he's remembering, because that happened at this point. It's but his he's present. Not the other way before this moment. But the, the war, war doctor,
5: doctor does... right? The war doctor and... and tenth won't remember trying to save or ninth. Yeah, until
2: oh.
5: yeah, okay. Or right. the ninth, yeah. Or but the, the ninth, ninth... yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you, John. Yeah, they they won't remember trying to save Gallifrey. Because
0: right. I remember, remember the war. Really
5: succeeding?
0: Yes, they will. they will. They will.
5: They'll remember the war itself, but they will
7: remember this c- conclusion.
2: Yeah, I feel like that right. wasn't <sighs> one of the big controversies about this episode when it came out is that it. Erases the motivation of the other doctors, so I feel like that message was not—it uh, it wasn't clear to everyone, mm. or, or it was a little difficult to to understand. Mm. Even I have trouble understanding it. Mm. I mean, yeah, I still. Now, I, but, well,
4: they do talk about it in the. the
2: they next. do. I guess you just—I guess I'm just not that smart.
8: Oh, you definitely are. You might have just missed it, but don't put yourself down that way.
2: I know they say, you know, I'm not going to remember this. I just I couldn't really understand how, like the mechanics of it.
8: (laughs) The way I saw was a part that they don't remember dealt with the moment. So up until about to push the button before the moment spoke as Rose persona, they'll remember that. And then at the end, he's back in the thing and he presses the button. But anything dealing with the Rose with the rose <laughs> with the moment directly is taken away
5: right, right. could our clue could our clue have been like when the two doctors arrived in that shed uh the 10th doctor says this is time lock this is somewhat this isn't possible we, yeah we there's no way we can be here. be here and someone's like well something or someone is letting us in that's it's the moment is like creating this and making this possible to happen but the side effect of that is that you won't remember because it was a time locked event. The doctor, the war doctor, using the moment as a time locked event. Yeah. I also think it's cool that they give David Tennant
2: that line because he was like such a stickler for that. Yeah. Right. His scenes, <laughs> like...
8: I really <laughs> like Clara in this scene. I thought, mm-hmm. you know, her just beginning to cry a bit, tear up. You know, and Eleven saying, what? Because I never saw it being you doing this. It was another Doctor. It was another variation of you. But I love that, that I never saw you doing it. Yeah. And that she's the one who said, you know, we have the warrior, the hero, and you can be who you are, which is the Doctor. And that reminded me of River at Demon's Run telling him, "Whole armies turn at your name. She followed you, the in the army because it's become warrior. The name of the doctor means warrior at that point. So he was becoming and still lingering as the war doctor was in him and affecting him and he was becoming that again. So I thought that was interesting that Clara didn't really see that. She, she wasn't part of it at that point and she just sees him as the doctor. Mm-hmm. So I know that whole moment I think, just really got me and I thought that was really done well. And that's yeah. where he changed his mind. I can change mm-hmm. my mind. I've had 400 years thinking about it. <laughs> we can do something different.
4: I did, I did have one of my last moments of tenant bias, though, with that, because she says, you know, the hero, the warrior, and and the doctor, and then she's like, we have too many warriors, and then the old fool can be the hero. It's like no, 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 no. Tenth Doctor David Tennant is no fool. And I know she's not saying that, but that's she's using what she called him as a characterization for anybody can be a hero. You're more than that. I get it. I totally get it. But there is a part of me that's like, hey, now, Missy,
2: <laughs> you need to take a hard look at yourself.
4: Exactly. <laughs> Put your head down on your desk for a while and think about what you said. <laughs> but it is. It's literally just the my tenth Doctor bias popping up, going, "Don't you don't get to say that." Don't say he's a fool. Don't, she doesn't say he's a fool, but don't insinuate
0: that he's
4: mm-hmm. foolish, kind of a thing.
0: Well, back to what you were saying about that, those lines, I, I I can't help but think of the 12th doctor now because the 10th doctor goes, never cruel or cowardly. Then the war doctor says, never give up, never give in. And I was expecting, like, I'll <laughs> always be kind type of thing because that's what, uh, right. Uh, yeah. He says in the, as the 12th doctor.
4: Sorry, Eugene, I. But right as you said that at the end was like and then you know 11 says to infinity and beyond
0: <laughs> <laughs> or um what is it uh never give up never surrender uh galaxy quest <laughs> galaxy Quest. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, i'm kind of really excited to do the twelfth doctor <laughs> <laughs>
4: i kind of am too because i don't watch them
2: i know i haven't really seen them other than when they came out yeah. so
1: like
0: it's, it's going to be a nice social experiment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Having a lovely cup of tea, the Doctor and Clara are studying the Time Lord painting back in the National Archive. The War Doctor admits now, for this moment, he is the Doctor again. He says his farewells, enters his TARDIS, and begins to regenerate into nuts Ten gallantly says (laughs) goodbye to Clara and disappears into his TARDIS. Clara tells the doctor that the curator was looking for him and enters their TARDIS. Musing to himself, the doctor says he could be a curator. He'd be the great curator. Just then a voice says, you know, I really think you might. The doctor turns, studies the old curator and says, I never forget a face. I know you don't, the curator responds. He gestures to the painting and asks the doctor what he thinks of the title. The doctor says, Which one? There are two. No more? And Gallifrey falls. No, the curator says. It's all one. Gallifrey falls. No more. If the plan worked, the doctor asks, then where is Galfrey? Where is it indeed? He replies. Lost? No. Shh. Who knows? Who knows? Then he leaves the room. The Doctor at last knows where he is going. Home. The long way round. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I, I was, I not, I was not expecting the, it.
2: <laughs> I don't know what it means. Like, yeah, Who is the Curator? I mean, I know we know who the Curator is, but how, what, where, when, why?
0: <laughs> okay, so when I saw that, and after what had happened and transpired in this episode, the Doctor can change who he or she can become. So
4: and make it the same that again
0: yeah like up until the eighth doctor he was the doctor and then he became the war doctor then after that he became the doctor again and then she so then there are choices that can be had with a regeneration so this makes me think that later much later down the line of this doctor's lifespan He or she can become a curator, like the other Gallifreyan that we know is the master. So they just take up a new title.
2: And reuse an old face.
0: And yes, just like uh, when we get to Capaldi, Capaldi, the 12th Doctor, takes a face he had already met. So that's why they revisit old favorites, meaning the 4th Doctor. Anyway, okay.
4: what, what yeah, he actually. I still see him as the doctor. It's just he has a job where he's the curator. That's what Eugene's saying.
2: I think that the part that really threw me off was just that he, it was the fourth doctor. So mm-hmm. my brain was going, I, wait, how is the fourth doctor still around? Rather right. than that he had gone full circle or changed back mm-hmm. to an old look. So that's why it was so difficult for me to grasp that.
4: <laughs> I mm-hmm. think that was the moment when the movie theater came closest to crashing down around because everybody screamed so loud. Because if you know Classic Who, Tom Baker doesn't, never came back.
0: No, Ever. he came came back as a wax figure.
4: (laughs) He he famously said, no, I'm not doing it. And there was not a chance in hell that that Tom Baker would ever appear in anything Doctor Who ever again, just not going to happen, you know? And so when you heard that voice, and that was a really great hit, kept secret, that no one—I don't think anybody had a clue. And when he said that thing, and people recognized his voice, we all lost our minds, just lost our minds. It
2: is really cool how they how he speaks before you see him.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and they really do take a long time of going over his shoulder to Matt Smith, where Matt Smith really is kind of like—I mean—he really is studying the face. It's not quick. And it is just like,
2: oh my god! Everyone in the audience is like, wait, wait, no, wait, what? No,
5: yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. That was that was a very good moment. And you even in that gallery um, setup, you have the round things. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just all yeah, nice, yeah. And it's a, it's a, Of course, it's a white, sterile environment because that's normally what galleries look like. But it, it just reminds me of the TARDIS interior. Yes. Yeah. Maybe that was his TARDIS. Oh, it's a whole museum. Because now we know the TARDIS can be a diner.
2: (laughs) Yeah, why couldn't it be a museum? Yeah. Because we know that he could never be the curator in one place forever. Come on.
4: No, no, not at
6: all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he was the one acquiring all those Gallifreyan paintings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he, he was
7: setting. He was setting everything up so this moment could actually happen
6: Mm mm-hmm
2: yeah oh god there's so many layers of doctor
6: (laughs) when uh earlier when the queen and him were first running from the zygon i don't know if it was at the picnic or as they were running but she appointed him the curator she said you'll be the curator of my undergallery
0: that's right
5: (gasps) i don't remember that
6: yeah i caught it the second
0: time Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah i remember that line but like the neurons didn't connect <laughs> right just now, and, and, so thank you.
0: And see, that's why it makes me think that this Gallifrey and Time Lord that we know as the Doctor can then change his
1: title or her title
4: mm. to see, the now, the, point that, the point that I was making is I don't think he's changed his title, personally. I think it's Yeah, like I mean, it. I think it's. I kind
0: mean, of yeah, I'm not saying title. that what I'm thinking is canon. I'm just saying that that's what I like. That's how you like it. <laughs> Yeah, in
6: yeah. in Gallifreyan, doctor actually and curator are interchangeable <laughs> in conversations. I think
5: an old Gallifreyan. In, in right? ancient, yes, an old Gallifreyan, not yes. not the
6: modern Gallifreyan. Right. No. Yeah,
0: ye old Gallifreyan. Yeah.
6: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Would he have to go back to those um, those women that helped him turn into the war doctor again? Like, would he have to, like, make the concoction? Here's a little bit of this, a
0: little bit of this. C- this could is the be. Tom
6: Baker version.
0: Yeah. yeah. The Sisterhood of Karn? We don't know. Yeah,
1: it
2: could be. Oh, man. I like this so much better now that I just know what the hell is going on. <laughs> just to, to go back to what Josh said, like, I had so many questions that they were distracting me from my enjoyment. And... Which is not the show's fault. All of the questions that I, it's me. <laughs> it's a me mm-hmm. problem. But like seeing it uh, and uh, seeing it again and discussing it, it's its so good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I really on, top of, that the on top doctor. of the
4: gallery falls no more. That's been sitting in front of us for two hours.
2: And we never saw it.
4: And never right. saw it coming. <laughs> Genius.
2: It's because they were clever and they always said it the other way around so that we
8: Mm-hmm. better. I really liked how John Hurt was able to become the Doctor at the end. Ever since Matt Smith, Doctor, saying, I changed my mind, we can do this. John Hurt's performance was great. You could see a light in his eyes, the revive of the Doctor, you know, know, the revival of the Doctor coming through that. And so his last bit that he did was the Doctor.
2: It's so sad, though, that he, like, instantly becomes nine and thinks he killed everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So sad.
0: He'll eventually remember. But going back to that, I like it, where he's like, it's wearing a bit thin. Maybe the ears can be less conspicuous this time. Oh,
2: yeah. Not going to happen.
4: That was also in the theater an interesting moment, because everybody was started to scream and then went, oh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because we get that one shot of the ninth doctor. It's his eyes.
4: Oh, the overlay. Yeah. Yeah, they put, yeah, Eccleston's eyes are in there.
0: But we get that one shot where all the doctors are bringing their Tardises in. We get the one um, on-screen moment of the Ninth Doctor. So it was like, are you setting us up for the regeneration? And then they didn't give it to us.
6: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: They did.
4: But I'm glad that I'm glad that they were able to go. I mean, with all the hassle that they were having with Eccleston, I'm glad that they still were able to do the eyes because if we started him just starting to regenerate, and we don't know what he would have regenerated into. Oh. Uh,
2: if they couldn't have managed to do the eyes, they could have at least done the ears. But
4: <laughs> Just... <laughs> well, we didn't
8: want any but, more I mean, discussion like about they...
4: another Doctor somewhere exactly. stuck in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They literally mm-hmm. said it in, in canon that War Doctor becomes yes, doctor. Yeah. No more discussion, people.
2: Yeah, because you could squeeze 50 Doctors in there. If you...
4: Yeah, if I don't go. know.
2: We could be on the 89th Doctor right now. You don't know.
8: <laughs> Apparently we are. But we are. <laughs> Spoiler. sorry. Um, but Brian, I remember at the time we saw it the first time, you we are like, "Oh, they kept the last line for tenth doctor." So they're yes, still the saying line. that's his last line is
4: the same as it has been before yes. this episode. Which they stupidly, stupidly wrote in because it's not organic. And then eleven saying he says that all the time. No, no, he doesn't say that. And it's not his catchphrase. His catchphrase is L and Z. And it's like I don't want to go. It's like, and I think he would have should have said it in a different tone.
0: Yeah.
6: I don't want to go
4: again. It was like oh, you're going to go there. Well, <laughs> good because I don't want to go. They, I... But, but I did think that they did intentionally do that because they wanted they wanted to continue the tradition of Tenth's last words. Where I don't want to
6: go. I wanted David Tennant back. Still, yeah. they could have they could have
4: written it better. Yeah. Oh yeah, it wasn't organic at all. It was so.
0: Yeah. Cool. It just feels odd that the rest of this is written so well that they couldn't find a way to write that better.
2: Right.
1: Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs>
0: As we mentioned, there are two shorts attached to this uh, special, The Day of the Doctor. They are Night of the Doctor with the Eighth Doctor regenerating into the young War Doctor and the last day which ties in with the uh sky trenches as they are breached by the daleks which we kind of pick up into this episode where that same time lord Gallifreyan soldier is um training a new recruit and he then meets the war doctor gives him the rifle and he writes no more we will do those in a separate episode so look out for that one They are also both on the DVD for the Day of the Doctor, which is not tied to any season. It is its own DVD as far as it is in America. It is labeled the 50th anniversary special. And then there is a Strax Field Report, which is entitled The Doctor's Greatest Secret, where Strax just shows us an image of the War Doctor, John Hurt, as the War Doctor and talks about this being his secret this was released to tie in with the name of the doctor the last episode in season seven so that's why i didn't bring it up in season seven because it's more appropriate for uh, this i didn't want to really spoil that for people who are following along with us all right the cast we get billy piper returning as rose tyler slash the moment slash bad wolf we get Gemma redgrave also returning as kate stewart Gemma Redgrave has been working in a lot of uh, UK productions. She is cousin to Natasha Richardson and niece to Vanessa Redgrave. Uh, Peter de Jersey plays Andragore. He is the, he's not the general of the Time Lords. He's the, 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 I guess the second command or the the right-hand man to the general. And he plays Brian Young in Broadchurch and he voices a lot of video game characters. Ken Bones is the bald general, or the bald Gallifreyan general, and he's been in a lot of things, lots of movies and TV. Um, most note, or the ones that I can remember that kind of stick out are Troy, Cutthroat Island, Wing Commander. I'd looked this up and he played Bishop Latimer in the Virgin Queen miniseries, so I found that funny that it kind of ties in with the Virgin Queen that we're mm. discussing in this episode.
8: And Latimer. <laughs>
0: yeah. Joanna Page plays Queen Elizabeth the I. She was just Judy from Love Actually, or she was just Judy in Love Actually. She was also in From Hell. And she is Stacy in Gavin and Stacy. John Joe O'Neill plays McGillop. He is the guy that gets the phone call that we don't know why he's getting the phone call and moves the uh, painting into the Black Archive. He was in The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, the segment The Mortal Remains. He was Mr. Gantz in The Queen's Gambit, and he was uh, Tom Stag in The Fall. Aidan Cook and Paul Casey play Zygons. Nicholas Briggs voices the Daleks and the Zygons. Barnaby Edwards and Nicholas Pegg are the standing, or they are the op- Dalek operators. Osgood is played by Ingrid Oliver. We will see Osgood again Boys. in the future. Yeah, three more times. One of them is a two-parter, so that's probably why you thought two, two episodes were. Better. This uh, this episode is this is the last time we see Fez in the Moffat era of Doctor. Who. <gasps> really? <laughs> what? Yeah. Huh? Are we ready to uh, categorize these? This oh, episode. Oh wow. We're there. We're there. So the day of the Doctor. Who is this episode good for? Or more specifically, this episode is good for who? A new viewer, a casual viewer, a fan of the show, or a die-hard?
7: Uh, i say fan. I think there's just, I think there's a lot of enjoyable stuff that someone who has no idea would come in and at least enjoy it, because they do pretty much explain everything that's happening. And I think that uh, one thing we didn't really talk about today was the comedic uh, partnership between Tennant and and Matt Smith. Like It was just like, it was like they've been doing it for years. Uh, uh, you know, together, uh, and it's so enjoyable. But if you, you know, 75% of the enjoyment of this episode is referential, Mm -hmm. so um, I think it needs to be a fan, but I don't think you need to be a diehard, I think it's just
4: fan, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say casual because I think, um, you'd be able to get enough enjoyment out of it. You might not get all the references, but you would still got the basic gist of what's going on, so I'm gonna say casual.
8: The definitions are broad in our categories and they sometimes change depending on who it's best for, you know, or can a new viewer see this and be introduced to Doctor Who? So on the way I've seen it or watching it this time, who is it best for or who is it made for, I'm gonna put in Die Hard because there are so many hints and references to past doctor in even the classic series it's a classic villain you know uh, that's been brought into it so it's all new for the new viewers but it's a good reference and as we said many times through this especially heather has said it's all these different fanboy moments and it's made for the diehards you know and fan yes but I'm going to have to go for Die Hard. I think that's the one who's going to get the most out of it, enjoy it the most, and watch it the most. And that's who it was made for. It was a love letter to us.
5: Well, with that category, I'm going to say new, because I want this episode to be in every single category. So I'm going to say new. I'm going to say you can show this to your Aunt Sue, who doesn't even know <laughs> what the doctor is. She hears doctor and she thinks, "Oh, the person, my GP." Uh, you could show it to her, and she will be like, "This is a great show. I can see why you watched this." Um, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand anything that just happened, but it was really fun and really well made and very entertaining. That David Tennant is such a catch. It's <laughs> so charming. All right.
6: Uh, I don't. I think I. Um, I will classify it for casual. I think it is really good, but um, I, I wouldn't introduce somebody to Doctor Who through this. But I think it could come pretty quick once you got a gist of you know who the Doctor is and some of them. You could enjoy this, maybe not as much as a diehard, but I don't think it takes too much Doctor knowledge to enjoy it.
5: I
2: agree with that. I. I feel like normally I would choose casual, but I'm going to get, I'm going to go out on the Frank limb here and say Die Hard because I was a pretty big fan of the show. And yet I remember not liking it as much as I wanted to because of all of the questions and things. So to me, that indicates that you either have to see it twice, which is not a caveat we can choose, um, yeah. or you be a diehard to truly appreciate it and really have those moments that Brian and the people in the theater were having. So I'm going to go with diehard for this one.
0: Yeah, for me, I'm going to put it into the fan category for all the Easter eggs because like going through what we did as a podcast and watching an unearthly child, I hope helped the rest of you enjoy that opening sequence with all those Easter eggs where you wouldn't know what that is on a, on a first go, and I find it weird that the end of season seven, the name of the doctor doesn't quite line up with this, the day of the doctor. There's like missing time. How did we get from the name of the doctor to the day of the doctor? I wish there was yeah. something in between that filled in these gaps. Maybe Clara is studying to become a teacher, just something. Um, but I also think that this is one of Moffat's best. This is an example of what Moffat is great at this is i just wish his tenure had more of these gems sprinkled throughout it felt like this special was everything that he is excellent at yeah and then a, another short small easter egg that we mentioned all the way in school reunion is that when sarah jane smith meets the 10th doctor for the first time she doesn't know this face of the doctor and i think she asks, how many re- regenerations has this been and he says half a dozen so counting the war doctor it that sort of lines up now where back then the war doctor wasn't even an idea so i think that that's cool that that works retroactively and again as a fan i'm going to do the research to kind of put put these pieces together so that wraps up the day of the doctor thanks for listening stay safe and we'll see you next time when the future becomes the present You've just listened to an episode of Who Knew? Our wonderful theme music is by Michael Grady.
5: Find him on Facebook at The Universe Explodes.
8: All our episodes are engineered by Auburn. You can find him at auburnbinkley.com.
7: You can also find this show in several places. Follow us on Twitter at Who Knew Podcast. Subscribe, review, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher.
5: Or our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Podcast.
0: All our episodes are on Podcast.com.
4: Visit our Facebook page. Please leave comments, reviews, and click like to help support Who New
0: Podcast. To listen to our show on your Amazon Echo device, enable the AnyPod podcast skill. Ask AnyPod to play the Who New Podcast. This podcast is inspired by Dr. Who.
5: The longest-running sci-fi show in history.
0: And especially the
8: revival, spearheaded by Russell T. Davis.
6: Thanks to Russell, Sidney Newman, Verity Lambert, Ron Grainer, Delia Derbyshire.
5: and all those involved in the adventures of our favorite Time Lord.
4: Your work continues to inspire and entertain.
1: My name is Catherine Stewart, and I am part of the Paternoster Gang. i playing Miss Jenny Flint in Doctor
6: Who.
1: I hear you are a big, big fan of Doctor Who. And you even have your own podcast um, called Who Knew? Who Knew? It's a good name.